I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of Live Wire is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving or cleaning, even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey there, welcome to the Best News Podcast from Livewire, brought to you by Alaska Airlines. This is the show where we talk about what is good in the news. I'm Luke Burbank. Right over there is my friend, Elena Passarello. Hello, Elena. Hello, how's it going? It's going all right, although I don't know if you can tell because I just was feeling a little warm, so I kind of took off my sweatshirt I was wearing, and I just have a t-shirt on, and I am covered, covered in love bites and oh, scratches yeah. from my new cat. Yeah. Now, you have two cats. <laughs> three. Um, three, excuse me. You're adding them by the day. Uh, <laughs> were they, like, absolutely terrorizing you when they were kittens? Is that is this typical? Well, you have a Bengal. You have the border yeah. collie of cats. You have the athletic ball yeah. of energy breed. Um, yeah. But some people say that you should not use your hands too much to play with them because then they'll just attack your hands for the rest of their lives, like while you're sleeping oh. and stuff. So you should always have like a a glove that doesn't look like your hand or... It may already be way too late because <laughs> this cat has just absolutely gone to town on <laughs> on my hands. I'm basically hiding out as we do this show. Um, I did get her a battery-powered toy, though, that is currently going in the other room. Like it's just one of those things oh, that kind of like... Those. Like, just whips a feather around in a randomized pattern. Do you remember, like, the first year I was at LiveWire, y'all got me a gigantic taco. It looked like a gigantic taco mat, and the cat rolls around on it. I highly recommend. And then you can fold it up like a taco, so the cat looks like it's one of the toppings in the taco shell. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I've just got to keep figuring out ways to keep this cat distracted so she's not just completely eviscerating me. Like, right now, this... This toy that's going in the other room has three AA batteries in it that I stole out of the remote. So depending on how much juice is in those batteries, that's how much time I have before she comes over and starts meowing outside this door. (laughs) It's like uh, Chekhov's cat toy. It's about to go off by the third act, I promise you. This is week 20 of the Best News Podcast. Can you believe it? We made it 20 episodes. Oh my gosh. Uh, Speaking of the podcast, uh, what's going on in the wider world? What are you seeing that's good out there, Elena? 
Oh my gosh. Okay. I was really excited to talk to you about this one because more than the news story, I just want to hear your uh, connection to this because we are about the same age. I grew up in Georgia. You grew up in Seattle, partly. Yes. You were there when all of the other little teen kids were thinking that Seattle was like the coolest place in the whole wide world. It was probably the 90s in Seattle was the only time in my life where I was actually at what was sort of the cultural epicenter of something. (laughs) And like everybody knew it. Like when that movie Singles came out. Oh, yeah. Like I was living in the neighborhoods where they were filming those scenes. And I was, you know, when I could sneak in, I was going to some of those venues that, you know, the off ramp and places like that. So I didn't realize it at the time, but it was by far and away the coolest I would ever be was... 14-year-old me during the grunge movement in Seattle. Okay, and then what was your uh, Pearl Jam? Did you Were you team Pearl Jam? Oh, I would have died for Pearl Jam. Right. I mean, I actually have to say, like, I, you know, Nirvana is a, a seminal band and, and really, I think, arguably changed, like, uh, the landscape of rock music in this country. But I actually liked Pearl Jam more at the time. So <laughs> yeah. I was totally obsessed with Pearl Jam. Okay, my friend, this story is for you. You know who Matt Cameron is then. Sure. Drummer for Pearl Jam. Right. Original drummer for Soundgarden. He was actually at a band called Skin Yard that David loves because David likes everyone's early stuff. Yeah. There were some unfortunate... The grunge movement Skin did... Skin Yard. I mean, Grunt Truck. <laughs> that was a band. David's probably into him. Ask him about Grunt Truck later. Um, yeah. So Matt Cameron has like never missed a show. He's been Pearl Jam's drummer since 1998. And I guess Pearl Jam has become like this like road band, touring band. They have these diehard fans. They've kind of had a great long career off of the radio in a way that's really respectable. And um, he's been there the whole way until this past week when he got COVID. And, you know, Pearl Jam had a little bit of a jam on its hands because they have shows booked night after night after night after night, no drummer, but they're so cool. They came up with these amazing solutions like in Fresno on May 16th, Dave Krusen, who was the original Pearl Jam drummer, the session drummer for 10, the only Pearl Jam album I know, he came back and played their first show with them since 1991. That's amazing. Yeah, so he was a sub one time. They have a touring musician named Josh Klinghoffer, this longtime friend of the band who um, is a music teacher. He subbed in. Animal from the Muppets. Animal, that's right. Animal from the Muppets, uh, that monkey from all the horror movies. Uh-huh. No, sure. the best one, though. 18-year-old Kai Newkermans from Mill Valley, California. He saw them play with one of the substitutes in Los Angeles, and then he remembered that he had met, he probably didn't forget that he had met Eddie Vedder's daughter at a festival like three years ago, texted her and said, hey, remind your dad that I can play drums. So this guy, this guy reached out, this high schooler reached out to Eddie Vedder's daughter, who he knew, mm-hmm. to try to get word to Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam that he would be happy to show up and play drums for them if they needed someone still. Yeah, funny, funny, right? But it worked because uh, I guess Eddie Vedder had seen his band Alive, The Alive, which of course seems like a Pearl Jam reference, even though it's not. Right. I mean, the Jeremy spoken class today would be the only more <laughs> on the nose. Or if your band was just called The Right, that would be a real, a real reference point. Is that your Kurt Cobain impression? <laughs> this is my bikini kill. 
That's what Kathleen Hanna. We're hitting all of the uh, all the '90s bands coming out of that part of the world. But anyway, now that I know that you're a Pearl Jam fan, and I know you love feel good stories, you've got to be like the other 11 million people in the past 48 hours who have watched this YouTube clip of this 18 year old kid getting introduced by Eddie Vedder and then wrecking shop with the band on the song "Mind Your Manners." You can see the whole band come alive. This kid crushes it. Um, and now he's going to go graduate high school like next oh month my or God. something. <laughs> I feel like if I were in that spot, the nerves would render my arms like spaghetti noodles. Mm-hmm. I mean, more than they already are, which is that, pretty noodly. That might be a cool sound, though. Kind of like a little <laughs> like, behind the beat, Charlie Watts kind of a thing. I guess, but I just feel like to to be in that arena with all of those screaming people and then to be trying to do something physically – that's incredible that this mm-hmm. that this young person was able to pull that off. Yeah. The uh, the best news that I saw this week is out of Minnesota, where the Minnesota Department of Corrections has announced that they are going to open a tattoo parlor at a prison, at the Stillwater Prison, and they're actually going to hire, like the state of Minnesota is going to hire a tattoo supervisor to come work at this tattoo parlor in this prison. And it may sound a little bit unorthodox, but they've been dealing with a problem in the Minnesota state prisons of rampant hepatitis C infections. And treating hepatitis C costs between $20,000 and $70,000 per person that you're treating. And of course, the inmates in the Minnesota prison system deserve healthcare as much as anybody else. Uh And so... They were, it was really, really becoming a very expensive thing to try to treat. And a lot of the infections they were tracing back to dirty tattoo needles. So, um, you know, people giving each Uh other sort of jailhouse. The sort of DIY. Kind of DIY stuff, which by the way is also very popular outside of the prison system. I don't know if you know anyone under the age of 25, this is going to be the oldest thing I've ever said, but (laughs) I've got cousins who are younger I've got f- friends of like my daughter, and I am surprised at how many stick and poke tattoos are out there. How many stick and poke? <laughs> how many of these kind of you know, uh, let's just say not completely official tattoos people are getting? But Plus anyway, stick. of course, yeah. <laughs> prison culture is heavily based sometimes around tattoos, and so a lot of people were doing these prison tattoos, and then um, unfortunately getting hepatitis C from it. So this is going to address that because they'll be able to get a hygienic, safe tattoo. They can also get tattoos removed. Sometimes associated with, you know, prison life would be a tattoo representing some sort of allegiance that maybe later on wouldn't be something that would help you outside, like when you're going to apply for a job. Mm -hmm. So this tattoo parlor is going to offer both tattoos and also the removal of tattoos. And they're going to train people in how to do tattoos like legit. Oh, see, that's great too. Like anytime there's like a life skill attached, it makes so much more sense to me. Totally. And the, the theory is that, you know, if you're somebody who's coming out of, out of being incarcerated and you're trying to go get a job, there will be certain industries and certain environments that may be more or less accepting of the fact that you were a person who was previously incarcerated. And the theory goes, and, you know, I wouldn't say I'm not like a, you know, hell's angel over here, but I do have a <laughs> significant number of tattoos, <laughs> probably for a public radio host. I you probably... Are. And like, you know, that's a low bar. 
You're like the Hunter S. Thompson of public I, radio. Let's not get carried away, but I mean, I've gotten a number of tattoos, and I'm assuming many of the people that I've that I've been getting tattoos from and 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 hanging out with in those environments could have done a little time somewhere. Sure. Like they think the, the thought really is that that industry is a very welcoming community, and that it really is too for our listeners who are hearing this, who are really into tattoos and tattoo culture, uh, it is a, an extremely welcoming, kind of inclusive environment, actually. Yeah, totally. And so they're thinking that it could also be a good skill to have because you you might be able to get a job in a tattoo shop where you might have a more difficult time in a different industry based on your history. So, And also, somebody, of course, because it's 2022, somebody got mad about this and they said, like, why aren't we, why aren't we offering you know, job training for drywalling or plumbing or electrical work? We could do that too. <laughs> yeah, we can do all of those things. It's not either or. But also, if if I had an option in any of those, I'm going tattooing. Personally. Oh, really? More than drywall. Have you ever tried to hang drywall? No. I'm just saying, of the possible Votech things being offered in the prison, if tattoo artistry is one of them, that's where I'm going to hang out. Yeah. So, folks, you know, getting a, a life skill for use outside of incarceration. Um, and also, uh, you know, getting a, a more safe and healthy environment to get their tattoos. I think that's some pretty good news this week. I've got more good news for you. Coming up on the radio show, we are going to be talking to New Yorker writer Catherine Schultz. She's got this really incredible... I feel like we've been saying that about a lot of books lately on the show. We've been really, really getting some mm-hmm. uh, just incredible books to get to read and interview folks about. But I, I will say, this book, Lost and Found by Catherine Schultz, is pretty amazing. So good. Uh, she talks about losing her father, but then at the same time finding the love of her life and how life can kind of be like that sometimes. Then we're going to talk to Keenan Lowe. He was a big football star here in Oregon at the University of Oregon. And then he decided to move back to the Portland area to coach a high school football team. He left an NFL career as a coach to come back here to Park Rose High because he was dealing with some um, trauma in his own life. And as part of his time at Park Rose High, he turned the football team around and he also managed to disarm a student who brought a gun to school uh, with a hug. It's a pretty incredible story. And then we will have music from John Craigie, who... He's been on the show before. He's just an absolute delight. Yeah, he's a staff favorite. He is, sure is. He's got to be the funniest musician that we know and also the most musical funny person that we know. Yes. He somehow stands astride these two worlds. And uh, he's got a new album out called uh, Mermaid Salt that you're going to want to hear a song off of on the show. That drops this Friday on the internet and then this weekend on a public radio station near you. All right, thanks to our team who makes the best news podcast possible. Laura Haddon is our executive producer. Our producer and editor is Melanie Sevchenko. And our assistant editor is Trey Hester. Special thanks to our intern, Jonas Myers. Molly Pettit is our technical director and mixer. Our theme music is composed by A. Walker Spring. And thanks to all of you, our listeners. Hey, send us an email. Maybe you have some cat tips. <laughs> um, all ears. Also, I think the cat's ears have mites. I'm not sure. Anyway, Aww. it's best news at livewireradio.org. Hit me up, please. All right, we'll see you very soon. In the meantime, head on out there and have the absolute best week. Dear Livewire, when we first met, I was really shy. I had no idea we'd spend so much time together or that you'd be one to fill my heart with with joy and 
make me want to be a better person. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were here. I was busy reading a review from one of our many, many rapturously smitten listeners. Oh, wait, actually, no, sorry. This is from Elena. Anyway, the point is, uh, it would be really helpful if you wanted to leave us a review. Feel free to say really nice things about us, and uh, we'll even read them now and then on the show. So you might hear your review of Livewire read on the program itself. Uh, reviews help other people hear about the show, and then we can keep doing this for a long, long time because we love having this job. Uh, thank you so much if you've left a review, and if you're about to leave a review, you can go ahead and do it right where you get the podcast.